Blessed be he who keeps his promise to Israel. This saying in the Haggadah gets greater force when we learn a remarkable article in the Zohar. Following the redemption of the children of Israel at the Red Sea, when they saw their enemies drowned on the shore, the scripture states, And Israel saw the great hand which Hashem had wrought in Egypt, and the people had awe of Hashem, and they believed in Hashem and in Moses his servant. Exodus chapter 14 The Zohar looks at this sentence from many angles. First of all, it considers what is meant by the words the great hand of Hashem. In the Kabbalah, we learn that the word a hand implies a vessel for the light of God. And the words the great hand of Hashem implies the vessel for the light of redemption, the great light of Chochmah with which God redeemed the children of Israel. This great light was seen by the children of Israel, meaning that it was actually received by them as a direct experience in the vessels of receiving. All the components of redemption were in place. But the second half of the sentence, that the people had awe of the Lord and they believed in God and in Moses his servant, teaches that although the people saw this great hand of Hashem, they did not receive this light for themselves alone, but included it within the light of faith, the light of giving. And thus they sang in the Song of Moses, Your right hand, O Lord, is great in power. Your right hand, O Hashem, smashes the enemy. So the power of the Gevura, the power of the left hand of Hashem, was included and subject to the faith represented by the right hand. And this, indeed, made the redemption complete. The name of God brought in this sentence, yud Hey vav Hey, Hashem, is discussed in the Zohar in the following way. Rabbi Yitzchak points out that there was no one who hardened his heart against God as Pharaoh did. Even though Pharaoh himself saw and experienced ten plagues, plagues which absolutely went against the laws of nature, nevertheless he hardened his heart and did not repent. The Zohar, looking at this, comments that Pharaoh was more clever than all his magicians. What that means is that when he looked in the signs of the stars and the other natural elements, he could not see any possibility whatsoever for Israel to be redeemed from Egypt. When he looked in the paradigm of the natural, rational world, he could see no possibility whatsoever. What he did not know was that there is a higher paradigm, a higher paradigm than that of the rational world, and that is the paradigm of faith. The paradigm of faith is represented by the vessel of God, yud heh vav the name of God which we call Hashem. Indeed, he maintains he did not know the name of God, Hashem, 
as it says in Exodus chapter 5. And afterwards, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, So said Hashem, the God of Israel, Send out my people and let them sacrifice to me in the desert. And Pharaoh said, Who is Hashem that I should heed his voice to let Israel out? I do not know Hashem, neither will I let Israel out. The whole concept of faith in God, of the middle line, which is over and above that of the left-hand line or the right-hand line alone, and is represented by the vessel yud heh vav was unknown to him. Yet faith is of a higher paradigm, is closer to God than that of rationality, and ultimately governs it. The Zohar continues this discussion of the name of God in another way. It teaches that one of the servants of Pharaoh who actually feared God was Job. As we know from the scripture, Job suffered terrible sufferings and he commented, You destroy both the innocent together with the wicked. Pharaoh hardened his heart against you, but I did not. I am innocent. In the Bible, when it tells us when Moses and Aaron warned against the hail that was going to come down, it says that the servants of Pharaoh who feared God brought their cattle into the house. That refers to Job. But it is not enough not to actively act against God. The Midrash teaches that there were three men present when Pharaoh made his dreadful decree of throwing the male children into the Nile. Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, Bilam, the prophet of Midian, and Job. Jethro said, this is an abomination. We must not act like this. And therefore he had to flee from the court of Pharaoh into the wilderness. Bilam applauded Pharaoh and said it was a good idea. And Job said nothing. And when he complained, but I did not enslave the children of Israel. Nevertheless, being a bystander made him complicit. And the Talmud teaches that even the righteous are punished for the sins of the wicked if they do not protest against them. And even if the wicked will not listen, even so, it is a duty to protest. And thus Job, who nevertheless feared the Lord, was afflicted when he came out of Egypt. The Zohar continues its discussion on the words, and Israel saw the great hand which Hashem had wrought in Egypt, from yet a different perspective, and for me, a very beautiful one. Looking at the beginning of the sentence, and Israel saw, the Zohar teaches Israel himself. That is to say, Yaakov, our father Jacob, whose name is also Israel. Rabbi Yehuda says, the grandfather who went down with his sons to exile, who suffered over them because of the exile, having brought his children into exile, he himself saw all the mighty acts that the Holy Blessed One did in Egypt. Hashem raised up grandfather Jacob and said to him, Arise, see your children, how they're coming out from a powerful people. Come see the mighty acts that I have done for your children in Egypt. 
When Israel journeyed to go down to exile in Egypt, great fear and dread fell upon Yaakov. The Holy Blessed One said to Yaakov, Why are you afraid? That he said that to him implies that indeed Yaakov had been afraid. He said to God, I'm afraid that my children will be lost in Egypt. God answered him, I will go down with you to Egypt. Jacob said again, I'm afraid I will not merit to be buried with my forefathers and I will not witness the redemption of my children. And God answered him, I will surely bring you up. Yes, I will bring you up. I will bring you up to be buried in the grave of your forefathers and I will raise you up to see the redemption of your children and the mighty acts that I will do for them. And on that day, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the Holy Blessed One raised up Yaakov and said to him, Get up and see the redemption of your children, how many mighty acts of great strength that I have done for them. And Yaakov was there and saw it all. And thus, and Israel saw the great hand which God had wrought in Egypt. Israel himself. Jacob was present at the time of the redemption. This is echoed in the scripture of Deuteronomy chapter 4. And because he loved your forefathers and chose their children after them, and he brought you out of Egypt before him with his great strength. The words before him refers to Jacob, that God brought us out of Egypt before him, in front of him. Rabbi Hezekiah says, the words in front of him refer to Abraham, who was also present at the redemption. Indeed, all our three fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, were all present and witnessed the redemption. And in this, we have the fulfilment of the promise, not only the promise that God gave to Jacob when he promised him, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt for I will bring you up, but also the promise that God gave to Abraham. When Abraham was informed by the angel that he would have a child, he fell down before him, but he laughed in his heart. Can a hundred-year-old man beget a child? And at the redemption, he saw the fulfilment of God's promise, thus shall be your seed, when he saw the multitudes of Israel coming out of Egypt in their hundreds of thousands. He saw the fulfilment of the promise that God gave him when he made his covenant with him, that his children would go down to Egypt, but that God would redeem them and they would come up with great spiritual possession. At this time, now, when again, untold evil forces of destruction against God and against his people Israel are waged against us, when a mighty nation is calling on all its power to develop the most powerful weapons to wipe out the people of Israel and other nations are acting as if they are innocent bystanders. They would be well to remember this piece of Zohar. To stand by silently is not innocent. And those who act against Israel may remember clearly that there are other forces than those of destruction and that is the force of faith. And we again hold to the promise that God gave Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. 
we hold to our faith in Hashem, the name that the evil do not recognize. And in the words of the prophet Micha, in the future redemption, we will again see miracles as we did in the days we came out of Egypt. Amen, Ken Hiratzon. May this be your will. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.nahorahschool.com or www.nahorahpress.com.